It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Well, good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Let's make that morning last. Feeling groovy. I just was visualizing myself walking down those cobblestones. Wish there was a little more sun out there, but maybe it will come. So welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in educating and counseling people to better health. Sounds really simple, doesn't it? I'm Wendy Kate Stancer, registered nurse, and I'm here today with Cara Carpa, Carper. Sorry, Cara. That's okay, Wendy. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Cara Carper, who has an MA in holistic health, and you're also studying right now, aren't you? I am. Anyway, welcome to the studying. show, Cara. Thank you, Wendy. It's good to be here with you. You know, I'm really passionate about our Dishing Up Nutrition show, and this is just one of the many ways that we as nutritionists and nutrition educators are able to educate people to better health. And, you know, we get the emails from listeners who listen to our show, and I know it makes such a difference in their lives when we can give them information to change their eating. And we get stories, we get feedback. And Wendy, could you share that story you were telling me about earlier? You know, I can because it's such a profound story. Not all our stories are like this, but, you know, Many of them are, you know, and like I said before, Cara, it's like educating, counseling and educating people to better health. Now, that sounds really simple, you know, and I could see why some people might be skeptical. You know, what do you mean? But we're really serious about this. We're talking about not just weight loss, but we're talking about people's health and getting them better no matter what they have, you know, high cholesterol, uh, an autoimmune disease, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, etc. But yes, so like you said, this is just one of the ways that we get to educate and counsel people to better health. So it's such a privilege to be here. And Cara, thank you for taking all the emails from the show because I know that's a huge part of your job. and You struggle <laughs> with welcome. that every week, but you get back to everybody. Yes, so this was two years ago, and she said I could use her name, so I'm going to. Um, And we actually did have her on the show. Uh, But uh, two years ago, we got an email from Melissa Smallman, and she said, thank you so much for doing your show. Out of making a few simple changes, I have lost, get ready for this, 98 and one-half pounds. Just from listening to our show and using that information, she was able to lose almost 100 pounds. Yes, and she said, yes, I have exercised a little bit along the way, but mostly it was from the principles that we say over and over again every week. And so as you can imagine, we had her on the show. It's like, yeah, she was on the show, and uh, one of the things she said was so profound, I'll never forget this. She said, you know what, uh, I've dieted all my life, and she said, from listening to your show, I decided to just make one decision and one decision only, 
And that was to not eat anything that I could not pronounce. So she was reading labels. Right. Being a detective, like we always tell people to do. And what, I mean, was she avoiding things that had more than what, five ingredients? If she couldn't pronounce it, she didn't eat it. So she was eating real food. Like we tell everybody, just like you said, yeah, reading labels and probably not eating anything in a box because, you know, there's tons of stuff that we can't pronounce and all of that stuff. And what is it doing to us? So, and then she said something else that, that um, she was also committed to not doing one more thing that she started and stopped. You know, like most people out there, I can really relate to this, is starting a diet and then stopping it mm-hmm. and gaining all your weight back and then some. So thinking of it, so she did not want to think of it as a temporary solution, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Exactly. She wanted a lifestyle that she could live with for the rest of her life. Well, that's now, an amazing story. But to make this even more, for those of you out there that think, well, that that's not me. I couldn't do that. Melissa also had hypothyroidism. And most people, most doctors will tell you, well, you're not going to lose weight. Like my client I had yesterday, she came in and uh, she said, I can't live like this. I've never weighed this much in my life. And the doctor just said, get used to it because this is the way it is. You have hypothyroidism. And that's not necessarily true. It does not have to be that way. So again, I know some of you, but what we have story, we could just spend the whole show sharing stories. You should have a show we, like that. We should sometime. have a story and testimonials. Yeah, we should. But I, st- I know there's still some skeptics out there, you know, with some of the things that we say, um, or callers say. For instance, the lady in my class last week who stopped eating sugar and all of her asthma symptoms disappeared, even though she's had asthma and been on prednisone and inhalers since she was like 11 years old and she's now 60 some so the the you might be skeptical but truly 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 we see this over and over again that's why we love working here and doing the show when we can get you educate you and counsel you to connect the dots between what you put in your mouth and your health you can change your health and we want to thank Dar as well, just for creating this venue, this radio show, years back. And, you know, she did this so that we could educate and counsel people to better health. And everyone at our office works very hard to give our listeners the latest research. You know, we, we do a lot of preparation. and So a shout out to everybody at the office, because Cara, as you know, Dar gets everybody involved, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Yeah, she everybody has every, everybody plays a role in getting this great information together, typing up the research, handing it out. So, but thank you, Dar, for um, creating this show and just changing people's lives. Right. And setting the standard for all of us, right? Educating and counseling us to better health. And which is what I wanted to thank you, Dar, for, because my own health is one of the things that I want to thank you for. So today, we're going to delve into a very complicated, for some people, and a breeze for other people topic, and it's called Nutrition for Menopause. This is a very important topic as it affects every woman at some stage in her life. 
So whether you are in this wonderful transition called menopause or not, please stay tuned. Well, that's right, Wendy. Everything we do before we age is going to affect how we age um, and how we are going to go through menopause. Some people don't have any symptoms, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I've had some, so it's, I'm it's... not one of those people, unfortunately. <laughs> but many people have heard of Christian, Dr. Christian Northrup, and I really like what she says in her book, the book Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. She wants us to make the most of the menopausal transition. And so I'll quote something from the book. I encourage a woman to think of menopause as a process during which she'll be creating the healthy body she needs to last her until the end of life. The menopausal transition is an excellent time to focus on the prevention of problems that, while not necessarily directly associated with menopause, appear to intensify at this stage. So don't you like that? I mean, I do. Encouraging us to create a healthy body that's going to last us a lifetime. Until the end of life. Right. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the way she says that, too. And I, I really think it's important to, you know, to look at menopause in that light. And maybe you're a person out there and you don't think you have a healthy body right now. And it's too late. It's not too late. My oldest client is 89. And it's not too late. So um, what we want to do then is we want to really look at menopause. We're going to look at some of the symptoms. And these, whether you are making good choices for yourself or not such good choices for yourself, These choices do intensify with age. And some of the symptoms that you're experiencing here, um, we want to change them now so that we can set the stage for health and vitality for the rest of your life. And menopause is the stage in life. This is what I say at all my classes. It's the stage in life where everything that we've done up until now comes home to roost. For many women, this is a wake-up call for us to take care of ourselves. And before we go on, it's time to take a break. And I want all our listeners out there, too, to know it is important to remember that menopause is not a disease, please. It's not a disease that requires treatment, but a natural part of life, the same as puberty. Even though we now have many women being given antidepressants, uh, sleeping pills, um, and things like that. When we come back, Cara's going to give you some natural, healthy, real food solutions for menopause symptoms. If you have questions for us today, please call 651-641-1071. We'd love for you to join our conversation. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cara Carper, and I'm here today with Wendy Dancer. Now, if you're just joining us, we are having a conversation about nutrition for menopause. And before break, we promised to give you some natural solutions to your menopause symptoms. So one of the key nutrients that's needed for our bodies is omega-3, which is fish oil. 
And, you know, it's over 90% of us that are deficient in this essential fatty acid. And it helps, basically it helps with everything, but it helps support our brain, our skin. We need it for bone health. So it's a therapeutic, it's a fatty acid that we have to have. Over 90% of us are not getting enough. And it goes right to our cells to support them. That's the great thing about uh, about the omega-3s and why even doctors are prescribing them now. And again, when you think of menopause and everything we've done up until now coming home to roost, you know, one of those things could very well be, you know, dry skin and fatty acids help us with that. Mm-hmm. One of those things could be the inability to think. How much of this fat are we supposed to have in our brain? 60%. 60% of our brain is fat. Most people don't even think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, a simple solution. We like to keep things simple when we're educating and counseling people to better health. Right, Cara? We do. And, you know, the great thing about omega-3 fish oil is that the word is out. Because I think every single client that I see is taking some form of fish oil. Maybe not quite enough. <laughs> and maybe we'd like to caution but, them to please make sure it comes from a very good source. Yes. And you know, like, just don't go to your local drugstore to get it or your local, all, all one of those all stores that sells everything. I won't use any names. But, you know, do go to um, uh, um, like a health food store where the people know what, you know, you can ask people and they know about their products and things. And that's what I always recommend. You want to you know, purified fish oil from a, a health food store or a co-op or a chiropractor or our store. So Exactly. Oh, our store. Our yes, store. <laughs> our store. Please come to our store. We'd love talking to people. So you were talking about Margaret Mead earlier, and we want all women that are going through menopause to be like Margaret Mead. And she said, There is not more creative force in the world than the menopausal woman with zest. How about that word? (laughs) Do you think of menopause and zest in the same sense? I love it. Well, obviously, Margaret Mead did. And it's like we know, I mean, I forget how many millions of us now are uh, that age. Um, So we could be a huge force of zest, couldn't we? So let's create some zest today for all women out there. You know, whatever stage of life you're in. All right. So let's get into the dirt here. We want to talk about some of the symptoms that are most troubling for women that are going through menopause. Wendy, what are those symptoms? Well, I'm just going to, you know, I mean, the list is huge, but I'm just going to say a few of the things that we hear that I hear most of the time. I think the top complaints are hot flashes or night sweats. You know, they're the same thing. You're, you're just at, your night sweat is just a hot flash that you're having at night. Um, but this wakes many people up, which brings us to our second symptom, insomnia. Mood swings, depression, fatigue. I hear this a lot. Weight gain, almost always. Loss of libido, poor memory, and difficulty making decisions. Wow. That's a lot of symptoms. I <laughs> It is. That could be very overwhelming and sounds kind of like a big thing to tackle. So where can people start to feel better? Yeah, that's a great question. And so uh, 
you know what? We have a solution for that, too, and it has to do with education and counseling. I really feel that most women, if especially if you have two or more of these symptoms, you need help. You need some guidance uh, as, as these things can be overwhelming. This is where our education and counseling come in. We have put together a special three-hour class to address all of these issues, all of them. So come and join me. I'm the one that teaches our menopause class, and I love it. Um, It's called our Hot Flash Solutions for Perimenopause and Menopause. And we're going to be doing this class on Wednesday, May 5th. That's Wednesday evening at our St. Paul office from 6 to 9. That's Wednesday, May 5th at our St. Paul office from 6 to 9. We always have a lot of fun. I make sure of that. I refuse to do a class without having fun. And I promise you will leave empowered. If you want to sign up for this class, you can call 651-699-3438, and Shirley will be there to help you. Or our website, wait and, spelled out A-N-D, wellness.com. So do we have a caller over there? Uh, we do, but I want to just wait until we get through, and then we'll, oh, okay. we'll take the call. So, so if you just finish, yeah, uh, well, let's, let's just finish talking we'll give a few about tips. Yeah, for the symptoms, and then we'll take a call. So, you know, the first thing to look at um, when we want to balance hormones is to start by balancing blood sugar, which is directly related to hormone health, and so that means eating five to six meals each day. And every time we eat, you know, we need to look at the plate and see, does it have protein? Does it have healthy fat? Does it have a good low glycemic carbohydrate? Um, so the combination of those things, eating five, six times a day, is going to he- keep the blood sugar from going too high up, and then it prevents it from crashing down, which actually can cause a lot of the symptoms that you just mentioned, like hot flashes and night sweats, mood swings, and insomnia. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So when, whether your blood sugar is high or low, both of those, the highs and the lows, cause hormone imbalance. So simply by, like Cara said, doing this one simple thing. And uh, Cara, you said uh, low glycemic carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So I want our listeners out there to know exactly what that is. Yeah, so carbohydrates are fruits, vegetables, grains, and legumes. Yeah, but if we focus our carbohydrates on more of the white foods like pasta, bread, white rice, bagels, cereal, crackers, chips, those are all high glycemic. They're going to create blood sugar fluctuations no matter what we pair with them. So, you know, sweet potato would be low glycemic, wild rice, um, fruit, other fruits and vegetables, yeah, like, all of our, like, right now, asparagus, right? Yeah, all Go those out and get some vegetables. asparagus. Yeah, green leafy vegetables mm-hmm. are fabulous, aren't they? So uh, this, you know, eating small meals in balance helps a great deal as hormone imbalances occur, like I said before, when our blood sugar is too high or our blood sugar is too low. When we can balance our blood sugar and balance our insulin levels, we can balance our hormones. And just doing that one simple thing can often help with all of the symptoms that you were talking about. So that's a great place for people to start. And again, we like to keep things simple, don't we? So Carl, we'll take our call now. 
And Nanette, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Did you have a question for us? My question is about vitamin D, and the the reason it comes up is because you were talking about the omega-3s. Yes. And so I take the Nordic Naturals omega-3, but there is um, 250% of the daily recommended amount. Um, And then I take other supplements like calcium, and everybody's putting vitamin D into things, and I'm wondering if people can get too much vitamin D, you know, by... Yeah. Because I've got three different, like I've got a multivitamin with D at 100% and then a, yeah. a, a, a calcium and then the omega-3. So I, I have to kind of switch off and not take them all in the same day because I don't want to overdo it on the vitamin D. But there's such an emphasis on it, it seems like the companies are overloading them. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know how much is too much. Nanette, that's a really timely question because vitamin, there's a lot of media coverage on vitamin D and how much we should or shouldn't be getting. So it is fat soluble. So there, you know, there's somewhat of a concern of you don't want to get too much. Right. Um, However, the standards that were set are outdated. So I believe, you know, when you, when you see a hundred percent, it's, I'm guessing it's 400 international units. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're fine to have up to 2000 a day. Okay, good. So I'm guessing with your multi, your calcium, and your vitamin D, it's not going over 2,000. Right. It's real close. And so that's fine. And then get your levels tested, though. It's a simple blood test. Mm -hmm. Have you had that done? Um, Well, I did a year ago. My doctor did a full, you know, all my mineral levels and stuff, too. And do you you remember what it was, your level? I I don't. Okay. Because that's the other thing you want. If you have your records or could go back and look or just get it tested again because it can change. Okay. Now, most of the labs that I see, it's either 20 to, to, to 80 or 30 to 80. But if you're more towards the 20 and 30, they'll tell you that's normal. That's, not, that's way too low. Okay. You want to be at the high end. And I've only okay. seen one client so far um, that was uh, over 80 which would be the high end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really where you want your vitamin D levels to be. And when they're low, they're, your doctor even gives you a prescription for 50,000 okay. vitamin Ooh. D. So I don't think you have to worry about okay. what's in all your supplements. But, you know, do get, do get it tested. And thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's time for us to take another break. You know, hot flashes occur in up to 40% of women in their 40s. The average time hot flashes last, get ready for this, is five years, with 10% of women lasting 10 years or longer. So when we come back, we'll give you some tips for decreasing hot flashes. Stay tuned. And please, if you have any questions, give us a call, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome 
back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We are a company specializing in educating and counseling people to better health. And I just would like to announce a couple of classes that are coming up. Um, Wendy told you about the Hot Flash Solutions for Perimenopause and Menopause. Just a reminder, that's May 5th, Wednesday at our St. Paul office from 6 to 9 p.m. We have some other two-hour classes, though, our community education classes. And Jumpstart Your Metabolism, it's going to be in Maple Grove and Woodbury, and that's this Thursday. Oh, and I'm I'm sorry, and then, <laughs> sorry about that. Monday in Maple Bethel. Grove and Woodbury, and then Thursday in East Bethel, which that threw me off because I didn't know we were teaching <laughs> classes there. <laughs> well, we just get everywhere. Another class that's coming up is Managing the Blood Sugar Roller Coaster, and that's Wednesday night in West St. Paul. I see I'm going to be and busy this week. That, I'm teaching Jumpstart Your Metabolism. <laughs> but I want everybody to know that these classes, even though we're talking about menopause today, Jumpstart Your Metabolism is fabulous for menopause, and so is Managing the Blood Sugar Roller Coaster. Right. So it's, you know, you Great can classes get information. for people that have any ish symptoms of menopause metabolism which a lot of people in menopause are struggling with right Uh, the last and then let's start early should we well exactly let's get it let's teach our kids you know before they have all these problems as adults so foods to build happy focused kids is next saturday in woodbury and that's a wonderful class and it's critical that we get to our kids you know it's so important. And I don't know if any of you out there watched Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution, but he, it was, I was just shocked. He went into the school trying to keep, did you see it, Cara? I did, well, I just saw the first one. To, right. And, but to, to have them eat healthy food. And he went into this class of six-year-olds and held up a tomato. And not one of the kids knew what it was. Then he held up a potato. And they didn't know what that was either. It's just amazing. They knew what the chicken nuggets were, though. They knew what the chicken nuggets were, but let's get to our children and teach them how to eat well. So when we look at, um, you know, before we went on break, you know, we talked about what we, that we, you know, we have simple solutions even for hot flashes. One of the first steps that is very important in, uh, in helping you out is getting rid of unhealthy fats. I'm talking margarine, hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated fats, um, in, and incorporating good healing fats that have wonderful nutrients and properties that decrease inflammation and increase our metabolism, like olive oil, real butter. I am not saying I can't believe it's not butter. Now, why did I say that like that? Because I had a client, I said, I want you to eat butter. She came in and she was very proud of herself because she was eating, I can't believe it's not butter. That's not what we're talking about. Real butter, coconut oil. Our hormones are made from these essential, these these lovely, healthy fatty acids. And it's important that we eat these fats at every meal and snack because it's the fats that we eat that are creating our hormones and balancing our blood sugar. So approximately a serving size would be about a tablespoon of one of those healthy fats at every meal and snack. Right, and for night sweats, this includes before bed also. Uh, We can often help night sweats and insomnia by adding a bedtime snack of berries and cream. Now, this is not Cool Whip. It's whipping cream. 
real heavy whipping cream. And you get it cream. in the dairy section, yes, right by the milk, heavy whipping cream. Or how about some apple slices and peanut or almond butter? This is just enough to keep your blood sugar balanced during the night uh, because we often wake up due to a drop in our blood sugar. This also often creates a hot flash. So when we get that wonderful balanced snack in, we can prevent those hot flashes often. And it's time to take a call. So we have uh, Annette on the phone. Annette, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thanks. I am just wondering if you were going to address issues of fatigue during menopause. Well, do you think we should? Are you having fatigue? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. It probably has a lot to do with that blood sugar thing that you're talking about now. As I'm listening, I'm thinking that you're probably addressing it. Well, yes. Uh Blood sugar is huge um, for so many things in that. And, you know, we, we balance our blood sugar because oftentimes that fatigue comes from a, cla- a crash in blood sugar. Are you experiencing fatigue at a certain time of day or just all the time? Um, well, I mean, it is almost sort of all the time. <laughs> well, do you, wake, do you wake up tired? Yeah. Okay. This well, uh, so your fatigue then is more than just blood sugar. Oftentimes, when women are are in menopause, you just don't sleep as soundly. You don't get down into that deep REM sleep. Mm-hmm. We just kind of sleep on the surface, and so uh, that plus you know the imbalance in your hormones is often leads to fatigue. It's a huge symptom that we see. Uh, over and over again. So, how are you sleeping, Annette? How am I sleeping? Yeah, I mean, do you get eight hours of solid sleep? Usually. Okay. Well, that's great. So, I would suggest, Annette, and this is um, uh, one of the things that. Um, are you having any other symptoms other than the fatigue? Oh, I mean, I have some hot flashes and stuff like that, but that's actually pretty manageable, and I've kind of changed my eating you know, partially from listening to your show, um, you know, to maintain my weight so I'm not really gaining weight. So it really is pretty much, you know, the fatigue seems to be the most annoying, cumbersome issue. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so, so do work on balancing your blood sugar, and that means uh, a snack between breakfast and lunch and a snack between lunch and supper. And then a snack before you go to bed. And then always include that fat that Cara was talking about Mm -hmm. because that balances your blood sugar. And then I would be willing to bet that you're not getting into that sound sleep. So I would have you add a little bit of magnesium at bedtime, about 400 Mm -hmm. milligrams of... Do you take that already? Well... I, I, well, I take it with my calcium, but it's not the magnesium glycinate you guys talk about. Uh-huh. So I, I could try that. You know, do try that because we have people that, you know, are, uh, and come to our office to get the magnesium glycinate. Um, it, it just works wonders with helping people sleep. And then, and then see how that goes. Yeah. And then, okay. you know, come and join us for class, too. Yes, I have thought about it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for the call. Yep, thank you. Okay. Uh, should we, do we have time to take another call, Carl? Sure. Okie dokie. Uh, is it Carrie? Yep. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I just had a question. Now, we started drinking soy milk, and I was talking to a girlfriend about it, and she says something about it's 
does that affect your estrogen at all? Uh, well, uh, soy milk, um, uh, you know, it does affect our hormones. Uh, they tell us to do uh, soy uh, before breast cancer because it's protective. It's got um, phytosterols in it mm-hmm. that that can help us. Uh, but if you've already had breast cancer for people that already have had it, they say don't do soy. Oh, I haven't had any issues. I was just, we're drinking it because it's less sugar and we just, we don't mind the taste. So we just, you know, have gotten used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, when we, when you do look at the research, um, though, Carrie, it's, you know, there's research on both ends. So we tell people to be very cautious with oh. using soy. Oh, okay. It's not something that we recommend that people do every day. Okay. It's, um, and as far as the calcium, they're, they're about the same, so that versus regular milk. But you would stick just... Is there, is there a reason you don't do regular milk? Or you, do you have allergies? Or? No, no, nothing. We just um, just noticed that it was less in sugar and decided to try it, and we liked it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, again, when we look at... Uh, this, is how, this is how we look at food. Uh, we look at food as, it, you know, what's more natural? What's closest to Mother Nature? Mm-hmm. And so soy uh, milk can be more processed. Oh. It, is, it is okay for people, though, that would have like a huge milk allergy or something. But even then, sometimes we steer them to almond milk, right, oh, Cara? Mm-hmm. Or, um, so, you know, just use caution when you, uh, when you use soy. Okay, so it's not, I mean... It's you not know. as, no, it's not the big healthy food that they touted it to be. Okay. Yeah, we're overusing it, and there's some research now that's showing up that it's really not as healthy for us as people would like us to believe. Oh, it's, well, I'm I'm 49, and it's like borderline. I just went to my doctor, and she was testing to see as far as going into menopause, but I haven't had any issues yet. So Great. Yeah, and she says, you know, just you know, try to keep eating healthy and exercise plenty, and that's pretty much the key. I mean. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. Okay, well, thanks. I just uh, was curious that because a girlfriend said that. Oh, I don't know. That might affect your estrogen. And <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, it. Uh, you know, I'm not so sure it's it's real direct, but um, yeah, it it does it again before we get breast cancer. It's you know supports our female hormones and after, but that's that whole thing really makes me kind of nervous anyway. So we just tell people to be very cautious with soy. Okay. Thank you very much, and it's time for break again. Um, from Hot Flash Times, Anne Louise Gittemans tells us that according to a study conducted by Judith Wortman of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, 60 to 75% of women involuntarily gain weight with menopause. When we come back, we'll give you some solutions to this problem. It's like People Magazine on the radio, without all those subscription cards falling in your lap. My Talk 1071, a little gossip, a lot of laughs. Up nutrition. Before we went on break, we were talking about 
involuntary weight gain during menopause, which kind of made involuntary me chuckle. Involuntary weight gain, that's kind thinking, of funny. There, well, you know, some people I have voluntary weight. weight gain, but <laughs> not too many. <laughs> so what can we do about this? Well, I don't know if everyone's going to like this advice, but... It's the, great advice, though. It's great advice. Ha- it's very great advice. And it's very useful and helpful to keep a diary of what you're eating for at least one week. And so this will help to see if you're overdoing any of the unhealthy foods, for example, sugars, refined or highly processed foods, and some of those unhealthy bad fats. So, you know, why that helps is you can see where the damaging and unhealthy foods are coming from. Then you'll be able to eliminate those and replace them with healthy protein, fats, and vegetables. And then, of course, exercise. Yes, don't forget the exercise. And the other thing is don't forget the water. The number one cause of daytime fatigue is dehydration, lack of water. That's a great reminder. So uh, log that in when you're logging in all of your other foods. Water and then also sleep. Well, is helpful. Sleep, uh, very, very necessary. So how many necessary. hours do you sleep? Well, if you, right, if you get seven hours or less of sleep, then you are uh, uh, 36%, uh, you have a 36% greater chance of being overweight. If that goes to six hours or less, that jumps all the way up to 68%. So uh, do we have more solutions for sleep? We do. And we had a caller earlier before break who... You know, you had mentioned to try magnesium to help with her fatigue because that would help her sleep better at night. But I just wanted to remind people how important that is because 65 or so percent of us are deficient in that mineral, magnesium. And that's the number one thing that we would recommend for issues with sleeping. Exactly, exactly. Well, we have a couple of callers, and I'd like to take them before our time is up. Um, Jane, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Did you have a question for us? Yeah, the more I listen, the more I'm really learning, so I'm really inspired this morning. Um, Excellent, dear. Are you you experiencing zest yet? I, well, yeah, I do really good in the morning here. Oh, good. um, That uh, menopause stuff, like I I approached 50 years old now, and I've been having it for a while, um, where my periods are sometimes a little late, they're not on time all the time, and then... I was also thinking when I was listening about hair growth in different areas, what causes that, the hormonal thing, and then the tingling in my arms when I take a nap. But my main question was, I haven't been to a doctor for almost 20 years because I kind of believe in holistic approach, spending Uh. my money on on nutritional things. But um, I'm wondering where would I go to a doctor to check? Do I need to get my hormones checked and... um, or I don't know anything about this stuff, so I was hoping maybe you could tell me if I need, if there's a holistic doctor for women, stuff like that, and then go to you, or do I just start with my foods that I've been listening to? Well, I think, you know, starting with food is always the way to go. So, you know, take the information that you're hearing on the radio. If you can attend that class on menopause, I mean, that would be fantastic for you. I don't know where you live. Um, But get as much information as you can. And then, you know, I think it is important to know hormones as well. And we don't have a specific doctor to refer you to, but I'm going to give you a website that has, it's 
It's a list of Minnesota holistic physicians. Okay. And the website Very is helpful. just holisticphysicians.info. Holistic. Holistic. What is it? Holisticphysicians.info. Okay. Yeah, I did write that, that info. I did, um, I think I do want to come to your class and meet you ladies and um, get my support system through you guys there. And Well, we would love that. That sounds love great because it sounds like you do have uh, quite a few symptoms. So, um, yeah, that would be fabulous. But uh, and, and then, Jane, did you get that website? Yeah, I wrote that down, and then I was going to ask you that almond milk. I just started that. Do you think that's a good one to drink at night with cal magnesium before you go to bed? You want the almond milk that's the the plain, though. Don't get it flavored or oh. with any added sugar. Okay, that's the mistake I do. Okay. And it's fairly easy to find unsweetened. Unsweetened almond unsweetened milk. Unsweetened almond milk. Okay, okay. That's at most stores. Okay, so I think I better come in to you guys so I can get more detailed. And um, Jane, I think that's an excellent idea, and we'd love to see you. And thank you for your call. Uh, we all take another caller here. Uh, Mary, you had a question for us. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yes, I'm uh, just curious about you know, like goat milk and goat butter because I can't. When you were talking about using real butter and milk, you know, I can't do, you know, the regular milk or the regular butter because I have a dairy problem and gluten problem. So you have a dairy and a gluten problem. Okay. How uh, usually even if people have a dairy problem, they can do clarified butter. Have you ever tried that? What's that? Uh, It is butter where they've uh, taken all of the... uh, the, you know, they cook it, and so they get rid of all of the, the casein and lactose because there's still even a little bit of that in butter. It's called ghee. G-H-E-E. 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 You could try that. Mm. And uh, I think, so have you tried the goat? Um, a lot of people that have trouble with dairy may or may not have problems with goat milk or goat Oh, cheese. I tell you, I love the goat butter. Mm. Oh, you love it. Well, then... By all means, eat it. Yeah. It's and, great. And the, and the most, I found the reasonable place to get it is at the Wedge Co-op. That's at the <laughs> Wedge Co-op. So yeah. all of you people out there that need goat milk or butter or cheese, the Wedge is great. Yeah, no, I think that that's fine. Oh, she's already gone. <laughs> Did we have some more things we needed to tell people, Cara? Well, we covered magnesium. You know, I'd, fish oil, though, I'd mentioned that earlier. And I just want to emphasize um, that that is so important when dealing with any hormonal issues. It's good for, again, bone health, skin health, brain health. It's good for vaginal dryness mm-hmm. and a lot of other things women experience as they get older. And another, uh, it, it's not an omega-3, but it's an omega-6, would be our uh, barrage and evening primrose oil. Right, the GLA that's coming from evening primrose or borage seed oil. Mm-hmm. Right. It helps us a lot, mm-hmm. doesn't it? So, uh, and then I know we've talked about sleep a lot, but just back um, to sleep for one more minute because that can, just like the blood sugar, that can actually affect uh, everything, can it? Uh, so uh, start again, like we said, with the magnesium. 
And then if you still have trouble sleeping and or if you have mood swings, that's usually indicative of because our progesterone tends to fall quicker than the estrogen as we start in perimenopause. So a lot of times if you just add a little progesterone cream uh, at bedtime, this will also help you sleep. And it really often helps tremendously with mood swings and depression that many women experience. And it's just, um, you know, it's a topical cream that you can get at our office and also some co-ops. Yep. Make sure that it says USP progesterone and also make sure that there's no parabens um, in it because those are not healthy. So uh, I know many symptoms during menopause can be very disturbing. Uh, But when we look at the underlying cause and put in a few nutrients and real foods, we can make a huge impact on that zest for life we're looking for. And I just love that word. Zest? (laughs) And that you included that in our show today. So we want to thank everyone for listening. And wouldn't it be great to join that creative force of women with zest? So we can change the world. Yes, we can. One forkful at the time. What's on the end of your fork? Thank you so much for listening today. Hope to see you all at the menopause class. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-dee-dee-da-da. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-